When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. This is Undercovered Ops. We're back a little bit early this year. Obviously, it's not quite the season yet, but it's late May, and we're here to break down these teams and, and what undercovered prospects are kind of rising through the ranks and, and going to be something in 2022 or maybe not be jack shit. But again, I can't believe it's year three of Undercovered Ops. Again, it started out two years ago, middle of the season. Last year, middle of the season again. Then we go into the offseason, have Undercovered Prospects. And now we're back this year, middle of the offseason. Now we're going to run this baby all the way through December. Again, it's hard to believe it's year three, but I couldn't do it without prediction strike. And what better place to partner with undercovered prospects and undercovered ops than prediction strike? Go over to prediction strike today, use that promo code underworld and get a free player share when you deposit $20. There's one guy that I have a little bit of interest in uh, over there on prediction strike. He's a running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Today, obviously, you can see in the header, ends the NFC West dead. I think it might be. Obviously, we had the Rams win the Super Bowl last year. Arizona seems to be taking a kickback. They lose Chandler Jones. Uh, they lose Christian Kirk. They lose Chase Edmonds. Yeah, they added uh, some pieces in the draft. They added Hollywood Brown. I think that connection is going to be there. But Kyler Murray's disgruntled. Seattle's imploded. Uh, there's going to be a takedown show. Can't That's, that's going to be my favorite episode of this whole offseason. Silva's going to join the Podfather, and they're going to just destroy Seattle. And this is the past couple of years, Houston, New York Giants, Chicago, every single year they take somebody down. The coach is fired by week eight, so I can't wait to see Pete Carroll get fired. I mean, the NFC West is dead. And then we're talking about San Francisco. There's question marks around Trey Lance. Debo Samuel doesn't want to be there. Debo Samuel doesn't like Trey Lance. He, he, he doesn't think he's ready. He doesn't think he's ready. To, he doesn't think he's the future quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is still sitting there because nobody wants to trade for him. I mean, he's got a, still got a fucked up hand. There's a lot of turmoil and things going on in the NFC West, and the Rams are just sitting there on top, raising their trophy, trading their picks away, and bringing in more talent like Allen Robinson. Again, the Los Angeles Rams, 117 vacated targets just from Robert Woods and Odell Beckham Jr., 166 overall in the season, uh, going counting tight ends. Vacated carries, 216, thanks to Sony Michelle, who had 208 uh, last year. Again, they didn't bring anybody else in outside of Kyron Williams. Cam Akers is going to be healthy this year. Cam Akers had five carries in the regular season last year. Daryl Henderson, 149, 40 targets. Jake Funk, two carries, got injured. Kyron Williams is the guy that I'm going to dabble on on prediction strike. You can probably grab a couple hundred shares right now under that price tag. Kyron Williams, I mean, we saw early on in the process, people jump out on Kyron Williams. This is my RB3. This is my RB2. All of this jazz that that he was even given too much credit for what he did. He looked great at Notre Dame. But again, when you saw the pictures and you read between the lines, you saw that he wasn't actually going to be a 4-3-4-4 guy. He ends up running that 4-6-5, runs a 4-6-9 at the pro day. Best comparable to James White on player profiler. He's 194 pounds. Eh, 
uh, he, he's he's okay. He's 21 years old. He got fifth round draft capital, which isn't seventh round or undrafted draft capital, which we still have interesting guys like Kennedy Brooks and Abram Smith, Isaiah Pacheco. So Kyron Williams, I'm giving him a chance. I'm giving him a chance because I think he can come in and beat out Jake Funk from day one from Maryland. He's an athlete, but I think he's a better overall player than Jake Funk. So it's Cam Akers, it's Daryl Henderson, and it's Kyron Williams. And again, 216 vacated carries with Sony Michelle leaving. Cam Akers obviously is the thought, okay, Cam Akers is going to come in and get 200. So that makes sense. Is Daryl Henderson going to get his 150 again? Can Cam or Daryl stay healthy all year? I'm not quite sure. So I have clicked the button on Kyron Williams late in the fourth, early in the fifth round of rookie drafts, 4-9, And I believe I just got him last night at like 501. So I, I'm again, I'm not ecstatic about it. It's the same range you're taking, you know, Julius Chestnut and guys like, you know, throwing darts on Kennedy Brooks and, and uh, Jerome Ford's fallen into this area as well with Cleveland. That's another conversation we'll talk about later this summer uh, when we talk about the AFC North. Kyron Williams is a dart I'm going to throw. He's 21 and a half years old. Again, we've talked about this profile for months, but that's going to be one of the guys. And then obviously the one that's most talked about across the board in fantasy right now, thanks to best ball, that's Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson had 288 routes and 66 targets in Chicago last year. But there's no Robert Woods and there's no Odell Beckham. So it's Cooper Cup with his 191 targets from last season. Does he does he come down and do that again? Do they throw as much as they did last year? Does Cup get 191 targets? Van Jefferson had 89. I think that's a good spot for him. I think Jefferson can take that next step up, go to about 110 in that area. Uh, I think they're going to use him and him and Robinson kind of together. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jefferson and Allen Robinson finish within 10 targets of each other. But again, we're talking about Allen Robinson, a guy that we've been high on forever, 28 and a half years old, 6'2", 220 pounds, and he's just been screwed over the last decade by Blake Bortles, Nick Foles. Uh, last year, he finally got a quarterback, but again, the, the situation was just bad thanks to thanks to Nagy and, and just a, a horseshit situation. You look at the last few years, obviously last year, like I said, 66 targets, 38 receptions, 410 yards. But before that, 1,200 yards, 1,150 yards, 750 yards. Then they had the ACL the year before that, 1,400 as a second year in the league, and 2,000 air yards in 2016. So we've seen him be able to do everything, 14 touchdowns, 1,400 yards, 2,000 air yards, 150 targets, four times over, over the last eight years. So Allen Robinson can do it. And play on the opposite side of Cooper Cup, with a run game in Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, and potentially Kyron Williams, and the gunslinger that is Matthew Stafford. I think Allen Robinson continues to be a value. He will be a value in redraft, so I'm going to continue to hit that button there. But as far as the undercover guy goes, it's Kyron Williams. It's going to stay Kyron Williams at the receiver position. Tutu Atwell is there. Ben Skoranek, he had uh, 20 targets last year. Brandon Powell and Warren Jackson, big Warren Jackson. I think he's going to get uh, shuffled in behind Skoranek, but... If you want to look at somebody like that, Skorana could be the next guy in line if 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 multiple guys go down in this receiving room. But uh, again, I'm I'm totally cool skipping on all those guys. We'll get the breakout finder today. Dig in there, running backs, receivers. It took us a little bit longer to get that launch this year. Uh, unfortunately, we had some tur- turnover in the back end, so new coding, all that bullshit. The breakout finder's out. Go get it today and 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 be happy and 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 learn these guys' names as we get closer to the season. It can still be an advantage. I got some some messages and they're like, well, thanks a lot. The breakup finder didn't come out on time for my rookie draft. And it's like, hey, guess what, motherfucker? It's not all about your rookie draft. It can be about redraft. It can be about dynasty. It can be about trades. You can use the breakup finder in many facets of comparison, comparing players, comparison, um, um, di- dominator ratings, comparing teammate scores. There's levels to this game, man. It's not all about rookie draft 
and, and saying, oh, this guy's the best. I'm going to draft him a rookie draft. Okay, well, guess what happens when that rookie draft is over and Traylon Burks has lung issues at practice? You know now that Traylon Burks is a stud. If he has these lung issues, if he doesn't, if you want to buy the dip, go buy the dip. If you now want to see that some guy that is still available in your waivers is available and he's higher on the breakout finder, you can still go at him. Redraft the same thing. There's just there's just levels to this game. So if you're talking shit about the breakout finder not coming on day one, eat some shit. But let's get back. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals next. Arizona obviously lost Christian Kirk. They lost Chase Edmonds. 166 vacated targets, 103 of those are from Christian Kirk, 116 vacated carries, all 116 of those are from Chase Edmonds. They went out and added one wide receiver by the name of Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, obviously the stud teammate to their Kyler Murray. So so they're going and making Kyler Murray a bit happy by bringing in his star wide receiver from the University of Oklahoma, which tells you one thing. Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. The question was there about a month ago. Is, is Kyler Murray going to be gone? Is Kyler Murray going to get traded? Whatever it may be, it's not going to happen. Marquise Brown had 1,300 yards, 1,100 yards his last two seasons at Oklahoma. I think you're going to pick up where you left off. Again, he's 160 pounds when he was at a, at Oklahoma. He's about 175 pounds, 180 pounds now. Runs that 4 3 40-yard dash. He's going to come in, play that Christian Kirk role, slash Rondell Moore role better than both of the those guys have done it. There's going to be connection from day one. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first little bit of the season. So who's going to be the number one receiver from, from day one? It's Hollywood Brown. And right now, he's going in the fourth round on Underdog. Go over to underdogfantasy.com today. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Get an instant deposit match bonus up to $100. I don't think I would be drafting Hollywood Brown at 40 overall. That's where his ADP is right now. It's jumped up 16 spots over the last seven days. That's an incredible jump, but it makes sense with Holly with DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended. Hollywood Brown comes up. You're going to get massive, massive output week one, week two, week three, week four. The run game is going to be there, but again, it's James Conner. Chase Edmonds is gone. I think it's going to be the Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown show for the first at least six weeks of the season. Then we'll see how long it takes DeAndre to get back into the flow uh, when he, he returns again at receiver. Rondell Moore. A.J. Green's there. He had 92 targets last year. Uh, a lot of people forget about that. A.J. Green had 92 targets. Antoine Wesley had 32 targets last year on 237 routes run. Greg Dortch, remember him? Yeah, three targets. He's still 25 years old, so uh, he's he's one to think about. Andy Isabella had one target last year. Uh, but again, there's just not a lot of uh, – I'm not going to throw those darts on Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella. We're past that. We're, they missed on those. Antoine Wesley is there. AJ Green's there playing the same role. They're both going to get early, early output early in the season. Uh, Rondell, you're going to see him starting. And then, of course, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. Running back is where I'm interested here. And it starts and finishes with Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram, 70th percentile, 40 dash, 80th percentile, speed score, best comparable to TJ Yeldon. He comes in at 220 pounds and 222 and a half years old from USC. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of him. He does not have the dog. Uh, he left Texas. He, we confronted him at the combine. He said, "You know, why did you why did you transfer? Why did you think that was needed?" Obviously, thinking maybe he's you know this is an opportunity in USC. He just continued to say it was what my family thought was best. It was what my th- family thought was best. It was what my family thought was best. No man, we know you. You knew you couldn't beat Abijan. You should have still stayed. And you remember the days of of Lendell White, Reggie Bush, 
Remember the days of remember Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis, Franco, all these guys played together at Miami and they built something at the university. Keontae left. His brother is still at Texas, but he left and went to USC. He had a good season at USC this last season. I think Keontae is going to come in, and I said this on the future cast a couple weeks ago. I think Keontae is going to come in and beat out Eno Benjamin. I think he's going to beat out Jonathan Ward in camp. I think he's going to compete with Eno Benjamin early. And it's going to be between him and, and Benjamin for that number two spot behind James Conner, who James Conner, everyone's like, well, James Conner, he had almost 20 touchdowns or 20, 21 touchdowns last year. He's going to be the, the lead back with 200, 202 carries and 40 targets. Well, guess what, man? Chase Edmonds had 116 carries and 53 targets, 14 more targets than James Conner last year, and 80 less carries. Those carries are going to go somewhere. They're going to have to run the ball a little bit more early in the season with, with DeAndre Hopkins suspended. They do have Zach Ertz and Trey McBride. They added Trey McBride in the draft. But Keontae Ingram is that guy that I'm targeting right now. Again, Hollywood Brown, you look at the zone versus man uh, project that we did with the All-22. Shout out to that team. Win rate versus man. Hollywood Brown finished ninth last year. Routes won versus zone, 45%, 44% versus man. Overall eighth in win rate. Overall eighth in total wins. Uh, the separation, about a yard and a half per, that's only 50 in the league, but he had a massive cushion. He was top five in cushion, but he had seven drops, which is 12th overall in the NFL. So you talk about winning these routes, not creating separation, and dropping the ball are not things that, that are really going to elevate the Hollywood Brown profile. But again, massive targets, mass and massive targets. He had 145 last year with Lamar. Now think about going to a pass-happier offense. You're talking about the 170, 180 range, especially with a target hog like DeAndre Hopkins out. It's, just a very, it's a very hard one to sell you on, but again, the ADP is already jumping up, and I think it's just going to be 10-plus targets a game. You have to go out and you have to play Hollywood Brown. Seattle Seahawks, this will be short and quick because they suck. Again, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You don't really have to say much about those guys. The running back position, Rashad Penny had 119 carries last year, eight targets. Chris Carson, 54 carries, six targets. DJ Dallas and Travis Homer, 23 and 20 targets out of the backfield. Vacated carries, Alex Collins, 108. Russell Wilson, 43. We do not expect Drew Locke and Geno Smith to rush the ball 43 times like Russ did uh, while he was evading sacks and, and getting outside and making magic happen. But at running back, we do expect Kenneth Walker to take a little bit of those 151 vacated carries. And potentially if Chris Carson doesn't play, that's 50 more carries. So even if you give Chris Carson's carries to Rashad Penny, that gives him about 170. And if we get 150 from the Collins and, and Russ leaving, plus the fact that they're just going to run the ball more because the quarterback play is Geno and Drew Locke, we're talking about 180 carries to 170 for Rashad Penny if they even split. Kenneth Walker is the better running back here. Don't kid yourself. Enough with the bullshit. All right. We're talking about Rashad Penny. It took four years to really break out and stay healthy. We don't even know if Rashad Penny's going to make it through camp. Okay. We don't even know if Rashad Penny's going to make it through camp. Well, Kenneth Walker, he didn't break out his first two years at Wake Forest. He had 500 yards, 500 yards, and he transferred. But he had 1,600 in an offense that's competent. When's the last time Wake Forest was in a competent team? He went to Michigan State in the Big Ten with Mel Tucker and had 1,600 yards. Child, please. Never been the biggest Kenneth Walker guy, but when he landed in Seattle, I did not hate it, and I do not hate it because I think he's going to push 200 carries, and I don't think that's a question. doesn't mean Rashad Penny's bad. It just means Kenneth Walker's still better. Now, the undercover guy in this offense is Dwayne Eskridge. Dwayne Eskridge. Who? Yes, Dwayne Eskridge, that guy. The guy that was the second-round pick last year, 56th overall. Two picks later, one pick after where Sky Moore went in this draft. 
25 years old, the same age as Valus Jones, except he's got a year under his belt, and he's in an offense with an aging, with an aging Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett turns 30 this season. Tyler Lockett turns 30 this season. Dwayne Eskridge is there, and Dwayne Eskridge will be uh, in a better, in better shape and, and, and healthy this year. Again, remember last year he was not healthy when the season started. But also remember that Dwayne Eskridge was Sky Moore before Sky Moore was Sky Moore at Western Michigan. Remember that. Even though he's old, he can still ball, and he will still ball. After him, it's Freddie Swain. Get them 40 targets last year. That's twice as much as Eskridge had last year. Eskridge will be ahead of Freddie Swain in the pecking order. Past that, that's when you get into the deep guys. The Penny Hearts, the Bo Meltons, the Derrick Youngs. Derrick Young. Derrick Young. Remember that name. Look that name up. Lenoya Ryan, seventh-round pick, Derrick Young, 6'2", 224. Allen Robinson's body type, Des Bryant's body type, 444 at his pro day. That's a 94th percentile speed score, 89th percentile burst, and 88th percentile catch radius, 44th percentile college dominator, 27%. Derrick Young did not get 1,500 yards, 1,600 yards like we saw out of Jalen Tolbert and, and these guys at the smaller schools, but Darnell Mooney never eclipsed 1,000 yards either at a small school. Lenoya Ryan. 500 yards receiving 2019, 218, 300. He, he did requisite work, but he's a super athlete, and he's going to Seattle to sit behind DK Metcalf. If there's anybody that runs a 444 at 6'2", 225, uh, that can go up and get the ball, I want them to sit behind DK freaking Metcalf. I'm not saying Derek Young is going to do anything in 2022, but what I am saying is he's going to make the team in 2022, or at least the practice squad, and he will be there in 2023. If they trade DK Metcalf, he takes the next step step up. If they do not trade DK Metcalf and Lockett moves on or Lockett gets traded or Lockett retires, then you're talking about Derek Young at 24 years old in 2023 competing for that uh, number two role on the opposite side of DK Metcalf. And that shit would be scary. Derek Young, go at him uh, in your super, super deep leagues. Get him on prediction strike. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Spend 20 bucks, you get a pl- free player share. You can get a million shares of Derek Young right now because they're, they're pennies on the dollar. But again, dog, dog. But he just didn't do a lot of Lenoir Ryan because they suck. Let's finish it out with the San Francisco 49ers and one of the guys that I just made a move for about an hour ago before the show. And that's, that's kind of why the show kept getting pushed back is because I was, I was making freaking moves, baby. I was making moves. I'm in this big league with Nate, the podfather, who else is in here? Andy's in here. Everyone's in this league with us. And I just made a trade for Brendan Ayuk. Let me see if I can pull it back up because I'm getting more offers now as the time goes by. So I traded away Lamar Jackson. Right? I didn't really want to. This this trade came out right about even on the trade uh, analyzer. Go to playerprofiler.com. Go to the Dynasty Deluxe section. Trade Analyzer, Trade Finder. Those are the most helpful tools you will use in Fantasy. Trade Finder looks up all past trades in MFL's database using your player. The Trade Analyzer is just from Player Profiler. We built that. That thing is, is, is dialed to a T. Lamar Jackson and a bunch of junk. I gave him Tyler Huntley, Amir Smith-Barset, 2024 fourth. I got back a 2024 first, Brandon Ayuk and Kirk Cousins. This is super flex league. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is going to be the quarterback in Minnesota for the next four or five years. Brandon Ayuk is the guy I'm going to be talking about right here very shortly. Still very, very, very underrated in the grand scheme of uh, best ball, dynasty, the whole works. And I gave away Amir Smith-Varset, Tyler Huntley, 2024 fourth, a bunch of garbage I don't really care for. Again, Amir Smith-Varset is nice, but they brought in a new coaching staff, a new front office. K.J. Osborne has proven himself. Amir Smith-Marset has not. He did the last game of the year, but the last game of the year in a 100-yard game, uh, that's going to be forgotten about quickly. 
unless he comes and shines uh, day one of training camp. Uh, so Lamar Jackson for Kirk, Ayuk, and 20-24 first. I'm happy about it. Let's jump into the 49ers, though. Like I said, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel still there, 120 targets last year. Brandon Ayuk, 85 targets. Let's break down some Brandon Ayuk right here. All right? So all time, there's 51 players that were drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, 51 wide receivers drafted in the first round of the NFL draft with 1,500 yards in the first two seasons, 51 guys. You break that down from 2010 to 2022, so the last 12 years, first and second seasons, 1,500 yards, like I just said, drafted in round one, over 1,500 yards. There's 16 guys, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Floyd, Calvin Ridley, Brennan Cooks, Kendall Wright, Kelvin Benjamin, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Lamb, Julio, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, AJ Green, Odell Beckham, and Justin Jefferson. Now you want to break it down a little bit further, and you want to go by games because Brandon Ayuk has only played in 29 games. So in the first 29 games of their career, 2010 to 2022, the last decade, seven players have hit 1,500 yards in 29 games, or, or I should say under 30 games. They've done it in under 30 games. Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Sammy Watkins, Brendan Ayuk, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, Calvin Ridley, Brendan Ayuk. Brendan Ayuk is still a value in every single format. 84th overall on underdog right now. He dropped eight picks over the last seven days. He's 24 years old, six foot, 205 pounds. He is that archetype that we talk about with Jamar Chase, with Odell Beckham, and he's doing the same thing on the field. 1,500 yards. Over the last two seasons, 56 receptions, 60 receptions with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And now you're talking about Trey Lance. If he's got the connection with Trey Lance, it's going to be even better. But Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, is that, is that, is that really where we're at right now? And we're worried? If if they go out and do anything, if 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 God forbid they go out and if, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets healthy, if Trey Lance becomes the Patrick Mahomes type, um, if if they go out, they're good regardless. It's a hard one to explain because regardless of what happens, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan will not let this team die. This defense is too good uh, up front in the core, the offensive line, the core, uh, the talent around them. The, the build of this team is too good to really just let implode. Um, obviously, we saw Atlanta kind of implode after Shanahan was there, but the that wasn't his build. This is his build. This is John Lynch's build. And I think this is going to be not a dynasty, but a team that's consistently winning. Kind of think like a like a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's just consistently winning. I think they're going to eventually hit something. It's going to consistently build, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo healthy, or whether they have to go out and get another quarterback somewhere else, like a Mayfield or, or, or next year's draft, or whatever it may be. I think they really obviously want Kirk Cousins. That's Shanahan's favorite quarterback, but I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to let this team fail. And when you're looking at a guy like Brandon Ayuk, he is a stable core piece of this offense. He's 24 years old. He's just getting into his peak. He's just getting into his prime. And again, 1,500 yards in the first two seasons, 85, 96 targets. Brandon Ayuk is a guy that you can consistently depend on, I think, going forward. He got out of the doghouse at the end of last year. It's Debo. It's Ayuk. It's George Kittle. That's the three main targets at the receiver position. All they did was they brought in Danny Gray, who's going to help stretch the field. I love Danny Gray. I think he's this year's Quest Watkins, but that doesn't mean that I think he's going to do anything. Juwan Jennings, another guy you guys know I love him. We talked about him on Undercovered Ops last year during the season. 39 targets, 176 routes. He's a guy that can make that eight-yard catch that you need for the first down. You need a first down, throw it to Juwan Jennings. He'll be there on a slant. His stats are going to be two for 22 every single game. He might catch a touchdown because he's six foot five, but he's not going to be anything too special, right? 
Keyshawn Johnson's there. Austin Mack is there. Ray Ray McLeod's going to be the gadget guy. Uh, I think that's the guy that, uh, if something were to happen to Debo Samuel, Ray Ray McLeod would be the guy that they would try to use in that same role. That's a futuristic thing if they were to trade Debo. I'm not sure they do trade Debo. I think they stay stand pat where they're at. You look at the running back position, five vacated carries. Five vacated carries. Elijah Mitchell had 207 carries last year. Jeff Wilson, 79. Trey Sermon, 41. Jermichael Hasty 16. And Kyle Juszczyk was just – Kyle Juszczyk's the, the man. But a 207 to Elijah Mitchell, 79 to Jeff Wilson, 41 to Trey Sermon, 16 to Jermichael Hasty. Where's Tyrion Davis-Price? Um, where's Tyrion Davis-Price going to get all these carries from again? Um, uh, somebody want to help me out here? Especially if Trey Lance is the quarterback. Are, are we going to – um, are we are we gonna bench Elijah Mitchell? Two hundred seven carries. I mean, like if if he can stay healthy, one hundred eighty carries is probably a good number for Elijah Mitchell. But you give it take away twenty seven, you give twenty seven to Tyrion Davis Price. Eighty carries for Jeff Wilson is just fine as that as that rotational guy. Trey Sermon, even if he's if he's done, that's forty carries. Okay, so we just gave Tyrion Davis Price twenty carries from Elijah Mitchell, forty from Trey Sermon. That's sixty, and then um. What, Jermichael Hasey, you're going to give him 16? You're going to take a little bit? Like, do you, you know where I'm going with this? His ADP right now is 174. He's been going in the fourth round of rookie drafts, uh, third round at, at times. I, I think Tyrion's fine. I don't think he's a great player. He had 1,000 yards in year number three, came out as a junior. That's the, that's the positive. That's what we like about Tyrion Davis-Price. We like the athleticism. 448, 82nd percentile, 90th percentile uh, speed score. Best comparable is Wayne Gallman. He didn't, he didn't do anything special at LSU. He rushed for 1,000 yards. He had 10 receptions. He's literally Wayne Gallman. He's literally going to come in, play that Wayne Gallman role, play what they wanted Trey Sermon to do. It's not going to be something special where he's not going to take away the job from Elijah Mitchell. So do not draft or trade for Terry on Davis Price, assuming he's going to take away Elijah Mitchell's job. I don't care about the, 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 the late third-round draft capital. They're going to get their running backs. They draft running backs every year. Terry on Davis Price is good, but he's not great. 